Welcome to Globally Speaking, sponsored by RWS Moravia and Nimzi Insights. Are you ready to dive into the most critical issues impacting language and localization today? Globally Speaking is designed to educate, inform, and challenge everyone who is engaged in global communications. Your hosts for Globally Speaking are Renato Beninato and Michael Stevens. Learn more by visiting our website at www.globallyspeakingradio.com. And now, here are Michael and Renato. I'm Michael Stevens. I'm Renato Beninato. And today on Globally Speaking, we are talking about sales. We oftentimes only talk about services. Localization and language services. But our friend today... Because of a change in sales methodology, stopped selling language services and started selling software. Let's hear about his journey. My name is Björn Lux. I work in sales at XDM, selling translation management software. And how long have you been doing that? A year and a half now. We have always worked selling services as LSPs. Now you have moved to a, another side, another dimension of the business. How different it is selling technology from selling services? I realized that I'm really bored of selling services. I got really frustrated in selling services because it's a commoditized business. It's about word rates and the cheaper, the better. A light bulb went on for you. The first light bulb went on, on in a client meeting I had and they were like, well, I work with vendor A and vendor B. Why should I work with you? What's different? I didn't have an answer. I really didn't. I said, like, well, seriously, if you like me and if you like the PM I'm introducing to you, then that's why you should work with me. So I figured that going to software, it's something more tangible. Does it do this or not? Does it do this well or not? It's like black and white answer. Well, you're still in the language services space. Yes. And tell us, what does XTM do exactly for people who don't know it? It's a translation management software. The idea is to manage your localization program entirely using one platform, integrate your vendors. We're focusing on translation buyers and enterprises, mostly on mature and large enterprises. It's a very, very deep system. It's not a desktop translation memory tool. Yeah, exactly. And it combines everything from linguistic asset management, workflow management, vendor management, cost management. It's all about automation. Design your workflows, design your localization program, and then put it on rails. We spend a fair amount on the podcast talking about sales. And oftentimes it's from this full services mindset. When you decided to get out of services, did you have a really strong grasp of selling a product? I got to, to XDM actually because we had a joint customer, the LSP I was working at the time, and then XDM. And I noticed that it's, it was just a much more strategic decision that they were making. Laying the groundwork was the technology. Yeah, because often the center of the program yeah. is that product. Then everything else came around that. So I said, I want to be at that center. That's one of the things that we tell our customers. Have your TMS in place and everything around it can just be exchanged. You can plug in a vendor. So you started thinking about product and all that. And then... You already had a relationship, so that made sense. Even the way you're paid is different. Services tends to have really complex commission models, and there are a lot of varying in that. On the product side, what are some things you can let people know who may be interested in it? I like that it's more predictable. You know you're going to sell a $100,000 subscription, and that's going to renew at $100,000, or ideally a little more next year. You're not chasing after words. You don't sign a big contract, and then you have to try to gather all these words, because they're all 
scattered around the company somewhere and, and you're running after them. You might think you're signing a $1 million deal, but really... You're always signing a $1 million deal. It might be a million in five years and then you're cut out of your commission already. Oftentimes we who get involved in sales like to have control over our earning potential. Sometimes that means we want to earn a whole lot. Sometimes it means you want to have more free time, but know exactly what you're going to make. Products often help people do that. Yeah, exactly. What you need to do for it. So it's very controllable. And I think that appeals to a lot of people. The thing that's really nice, it takes a big headache away as well. You don't have to talk about margins anymore. You don't have to fight with your production teams. You don't have yeah. to see, okay, I sold it at 20 cents a word. So how are we going to make a margin? Are we going to be able to turn a profit? What about the competitive landscape? Do you feel like you're competing against more people? No, I'm competing with a lot less. In the beginning, it was difficult for me to see what is our sweet spot. Who am I going after? But now I know that and I know how good my chances are of winning going in. And I have a really clear idea of who is going to be my competitor, who's going to be the first 10 that are selected in RFP. And then I can almost predict who's going to end up in the shortlist just because it's feature-based. We do A, they're looking for A, that's awesome. And uh, I know my competitor is not doing A, so they're probably going to get kicked out after the first round. What is the biggest mistake you see people making early on when they're choosing vendors to look at for TMS? A customer will list 100 different features that they want. And the biggest mistake is saying that all these 100 things are crucial. These are must-haves. And I'm not going to waive any of those. They're all important. They're all must-haves. And that's not going to happen. This is a, a characteristic that is happening across the board in procurement or in the buying process. It's happening in recruiting a lot, where companies want to recruit the perfect candidate, that candidate that matches all 10 requirements that they had listed as being crucial. And sometimes that person doesn't exist. Sometimes that product doesn't exist. It's a matter of finding the best fit and creating a ranking system. You can weight your decisions and your factors when you're making comparisons. There are some things that are crucial and really, really important, and some that are nice to have, and you can ask your software developer, your supplier, to put that in the roadmap. And maybe you're not going to get it at installation time. Maybe you're going to get it six months later, a year later. Yeah. And that does happen in products as well. Like the product matures, the clients have input oftentimes about development, own it and make the final decision. So that's an interesting piece of it too. I wonder if we don't have those expectations because consumers get so much. Like Apple gives us so much that for B2B products now, buyers have always expected everything. I think that what is happening now is because there is so much choice. I love a story that I heard from a CTO once. He was describing how they were going to outsource. They used to develop software internally and they decided to outsource the software. And they made a list of requirements that was absurd. He goes to the developers and say, but these are things that you cannot develop. Yeah, but we're buying, so we can ask. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what is the agenda, what is going on. Sometimes there is an element of of revenge, right? I don't want to buy no stinking technology. We can develop it ourselves. Then an executive makes a decision that you're going to acquire that technology and the stakeholder starts making unreasonable requests. I need this pink little cat in this screen and that becomes a requirement i think it's more about you have a lot of people who have large groups of people 
that are making this decision. You have your localization people, you have your marketing people, you have your developers, and everybody wants something, and everybody wants his thing to be the most important. If you're buying a new phone, you're a consumer, it's just you. You can determine if, if one product is perfect for you or not. It's the dynamics of the group, and there needs to be somebody in the company that says, all right, we have 100 requirements, and those are spread between eight people. There's going to be a few winners and there's going to be losers. It seems like you have made a transition. You've enjoyed it. How many years were you selling services previously? 15. 15? Yeah. So like 13 years from now, we're going to check in and see if another light bulb goes off. I don't want to you... be working anymore in 13 years. <laughs> nice. Even better. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Globally Speaking, sponsored by RWS Moravia and Nimzi Insights. You can subscribe to Globally Speaking on iTunes or any number of podcast portals. Check out our other episodes on globallyspeakingradio.com, where you can find transcripts from every show. We'd like to hear your comments, suggestions, and feedback. So please visit us online at www.globallyspeakingradio.com.